WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Good evening, everybody. Like you heard, uh, we're tuning to the Exposure right now. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about some great events going around this weekend in Lansing. Events throughout the summer and uh, hearty helping of food talk with the chili cook-off and Alicia and Liz from the Dairy Store joining us later. And they're in the studio, but they may make a comment. Because right now we're here to talk about the Festival of the Sun and the Festival of the Moon, both a conjoined uh, festival going on this weekend. So I have Shannon here with me and her companion Megan, but she might just sit there. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, tell us about it. Uh, it's the festival itself. What do you have to say? <laughs> um, well, there's two separate festivals going on this weekend in Old Town. Um, first is Festival of the Moon, and that's on Friday. Um, and we'll have Bell's Beer there. Huckster is actually playing their last show. So if you're a Huckster fan, definitely come down. Their last one. Their they're, last they're show. Um, yep. One of their band members is moving, I believe. And so as they are now, it's definitely their last show. Yeah, that's a, that's a like a great cover tunes and like original. Like they have their own originals, but it's a Lansing Hotspot favorite band, right? Yep. Wow. So they're done. I had no idea. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, definitely, if you're a Huckster fan, come down. If you're not. Um, check them the, for the first and last time if that's what it's going to be um so that's festival of the moon and that's on friday and then saturday festival of the sun is from two to ten on saturday again in old town um it's at the corner of turner and grand river avenue um and that's going to be more of a beer wine gourmet food tasting event we have over 22 beer and wine vendors coming down wow. four different food vendors Four different bands, so you just get a little sample of everything you could ever want, really. I hear, but you keep on mentioning Bells. I hear Mr. Bell himself will be there. He will be there for <laughs> sure, um, most likely on Friday and possibly Saturday as okay. well. I had, at first, I had the impression that the Festival of the Moon was more the one angled towards adults, but now that you're mentioning it, it sounds like it's all really angled towards an adult theme because of uh, the wine tasting all day. Yep, pretty Definitely. much. Um, <laughs> they're both kind of centered around... Um, some pretty tasty alcoholic beverages um mm -hmm. but we definitely festival the moon is a 21 and over only event um mm -hmm. but festival the sun if you're not 21 and you just want to come enjoy the atmosphere and taste some of the good food and check out the bands you're more than welcome to come down anytime before six. Oh, okay but after six no longer after six you're not allowed um to enter the tent and we'll um unfortunately have to get you out of there around seven Mm -hmm. Well, how is this food set up? Like, uh, is it just like I know it's catered by Relish, Gone to the Dogs, or don't no, that's where tickets are available actually at Relish and Gone to the Dogs, October Moon, all these businesses around that area. Yep, you mm -hmm. can get tickets um, and quite a few businesses in Old Town um, at our office at the Old Town Commercial Association. Um, you can buy Festival of the Sun tickets at any L and L food centers mm -hmm. um, around the Lansing area, and then um, just new starting on Monday, you can start buying tickets. Or you could start buying tickets online at our website, which is festivalofthesun.com. Mm -hmm. This is all like an associated with oldtownmainstreet.org somewhat? Correct. Okay. Yep. You can find the link to that site on that as well. So this is really helping out the like, renovation, like the reiteration of Old Town itself right now. Correct. These are both fundraiser festivals for our organization. And what we do is help promote the area in general and help with the revitalization of Old Town area, which was Lansing's original downtown. Um, and it's just kind of come back to life in the last uh, 10 years or so. And it's just really great. And everybody's really excited about it. So the more we can do to help, the better. Mm. It's always good hearing downtowns coming back to life. Can't <laughs> argue with that. Um, but like you got these bands you have coming in, the Pantones, Root Doctor, Ritmo, The Lash. You know any uh, more information on them? 
Um, the Pantones are um, a pretty chill band. They're great. You know, they're starting us off during the day. Mm. Oh, is that, is that the, actually the order they're in? The one the way, the way they're listed on the um, site? I don't believe so. I uh, think um, the Pantones are first. Yeah, very, and, I noticed they're very relaxed, folky, indie yeah, feel. They're a great band. Um, and then next up we have The Lash, which is kind of a Celtic rock <laughs> band. Um, they've played a lot around the Lansing scene too, so some people might be familiar with them. Uh, yes. Celtic mayhem to the power of five seemed to be their tagline yeah. I caught on to. Uh, yeah, mandolin, banjo, fiddle with pedal steel guitar, ba- bass and drums all yep. mixed in. They kind of got everything you could ever think of instrument-wise, and they just put it all together and make a really... It's a good band to dance to. Yeah, really yeah, with, interesting sound. With beer involved at these events, yeah. this sounds like a great time, yeah, actually. A good time. Oh my gosh. Uh, Ritmo, that's something I, the one band I don't couldn't find much about. Um, Ritmo is actually the last band that's closing the event for mm. us, um, and they are a salsa band. <laughs> okay. Um, they're... <laughs> They're hoping people will be dancing in the streets? Or? Yes, something like that. <laughs> um, they actually played at the Salsa Festival a couple weekends ago that we had in Old Town. Mm. Um, and they're just a big salsa band, great time, great to dance to at the end of the night. Are all of these fairly local? Yep, all okay. their mid-Michigan area bands. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, the other one that we haven't even mentioned or talked about, the Root Doctor, had a lot of like names that were just really well-renowned already. Yeah, came together to create that uh, classic soul R&B and blues band. Right, and they're a really well-known band around the area. Um, they play all over Michigan, all over the Midwest, and so we're really excited to have them coming mm-hmm. down too. Just for the heck of it, uh, Freddie Cunningham, James Williams, and. Uh, uh, Jim Alferson, Greg Nagy, and Rick Ricky, uh, Rick Bull are all the members of that band. Uh, James Williams, even the younger brother of the Almond brother, uh, Lamar Williams. He, and he, and uh, James Williams also shared the stage with Ray Charles, Buddy Guy, Coco Taylor. Like these are guys that really Big been names. around. Like they have, like a lot of the other ones have also been like are accomplished like musicians. Like as far as like background in many people's albums. Yep. Yeah, just right here in Mid Michigan, a, yep, a local band that's exactly. come together for this festival. That oh, I found that very amazing. It'll be great to check out. Uh, once again, I uh, just want to say, uh, first day of summer is the 25th, or 21st. Yeah, this Thursday, is the day after. Yep. Yep. I, I couldn't believe it's not summer yet. Does what? that seem crazy to anyone else? This warm, this warm like, has been <laughs> warm. Yeah, summer's not started yet, people. Um, all right. Without, the other thing is interesting. Are volunteers still needed? or is uh, that We something still need a few volunteers. Feel free to contact um, me, actually, if you want. Um, we'll set you <laughs> up if the time you're available is the times we still need. Um, actually, the time we need most people is from 10 to midnight on Saturday. For the closing down, yep, everything. Yeah, closing down. Um, that's a tough shift to get people but for. Might as well bargain with people. I'm saying, uh, because most of these shifts are like, I noticed they're all like less than three hours and they get discounts on like you get everything a there and a, and a complimentary t-shirt of the you event. You get a complimentary t-shirt. Everybody loves a t-shirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then actually you get a discounted ticket into the festival after you're done with your shift. And if you work the last shift for us, um, our next festival coming up is Oktoberfest on October 6th. So uh. you'll be put on a list and you'll get a discounted ticket to that festival if you work the last shift for us. <laughs> I don't think people can ar- argue with an Oktoberfest, that's yeah. for sure. Um, do you want to give out that number if people want to contact you for volunteering? Yeah, you can give me a call at 485-4283, or um, all my information is, again, on our website, festivalofthesun.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, those websites are great. So uh, what am I going to say? Uh, basically, the food, though, I never got to that. How is that set up? Is that like a big buffet catering? I know it's uh, Vernadine Soul Food is doing the Festival of the Moon by itself, yep. correct? 
Okay, what is, uh, I don't know anything about their soul food. What is this? <laughs> she, um, one of our old town businesses, Megan, have you had her food? I have not tasted it are yet. These from, it, are these from, these are from local businesses things. right in Old Town? Um, well, Bernadine's is a local business. Um, she makes amazing food. Chicken, um, her mac and cheese is awesome. <laughs> I've heard good things about the mac um, and cheese. Peach cobbler, which I know she's bringing down both Friday and Saturday is to die for as well. So it ah. should be pretty tasty. So soul food is what I think, I don't know, I've never really known It goes known really it defined, good with beer, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah, how many varieties did you say again? I already... Of beer? Oh yeah, you had a vari- wi- well, wide variety of beer, wine. Um, on Friday, Bell's, we're going to have Oberon, Amber, and their lager. Okay, and then, so it's a um, Bell's taste event <laughs> um and then uncle john's is actually coming on friday as well and they're gonna have some of their hard ciders and then also a riesling just for those people who aren't you know huge beer that's fans. all from the uncle john's company yep okay I, uncle john's had a local thing i've never heard of them yeah sadly. uncle john's cider mill is actually up in st john's and they have a winery and you know obviously they make cider yeah hard mm-hmm. it's, it's hard, hard cider. cider that's yep. amazing product in itself <laughs> yes. the whole category oh my gosh <laughs> It's like you're not. Oh, it's just apple juice. Um, <laughs> not really, kids. Um, anyways, uh, great. But basically, there's also combination deals. Which, uh, I plan on attending both nights. So if you want to look into that on the website, though, once again, find the information for great uh, prices. Possibly festivalofthesun.com. Um, there's also complimentary wine glasses or beer glasses, depending on which day you uh, attend. If you get the double discount or if you get the double deal, do you get both complimentary gifts? Yes, definitely. Uh, so what is the what are these are these really nice? Anything? They are nice. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I work for a marketing firm in Lansing. We help Old Town out by ordering the shirts and the glasses for these events. And they're they're twelve ounce pilsner, um, pub style glass actually. Nice. And they're imprinted with the Festival of the Moon logo as well as. Ah. Um, and the sponsor's logo, which Shannon can tell you about. Those beers on the back of the glass as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you get that when you come in, and then you get a, a few tickets, so you get a full beer when you get into the tent. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the, compliment, the complimentary yeah. uh, beer tickets mm-hmm. and wine tickets as well for this next day. Yeah. What college student doesn't want a free beer stein, though? Exactly. Especially with bells it's represented such, on it. And it's a great collector's item. You know, <laughs> come year after year, you get a good set. So You just you said a big 12-ounce. I'm like, oh, only 12-ounce? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's great beer going in that 12 ounces, though. Yeah. But you think of, like, a tasting event, and then when you hear you're going to get a 12-ounce beer. For me, that's a good deal. <laughs> so, and it's easy. Just hop on the trolley, come on down, starts at 6, goes to 11. Wait, oh, tell me so, about trolley. Uh, where is this running from? How is this working out? Um, the trolley, you know, the... I don't know the name of it. The Entertainment Express. Entertainment okay. Express. It doesn't come right down to Old Town, but it'll take you downtown to the, um, I think, Oldsmobile Park might be the mm-hmm. closest stop to us. But it's within... You can walk down the river trail. Relatively close walking distance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, if you wanted to. If, is it, like, where's a good place to, like, are people trying... Is there a good parking for this uh, event? Um, for both events, there is parking anywhere in the Old Town area or any of the neighborhoods north of um grand river it's mm-hmm. free parking okay so i've never around like, i don't know old town that well i already admitted actually <laughs> no i should bring this up uh, <laughs> if, if other listeners are as inconfident about the whole lansing scheme as i am i was like what is old town so i since it's your organization i uh I've, I've let you know like what area does it exactly encompass of lansing like just was once the downtown area yep it was the original downtown but if you're coming from the east lansing area it's super easy you just 
get on Grand River and just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, Grand River will veer off to the right a bit, but it will land you right in Old Town. It's um, the Grand, like when Grand River and Saginaw kind of meet. Yep, Grand River and Saginaw will meet for a while. You'll go through Frandor, a little past Frandor. Grand River will veer off to the right. And actually, Saginaw's closed at that point right now anyway, so you kind of are forced that way, which is kind of <laughs> nice. Um, and then... I mean, with the festivals going on, you're not going to be able to miss it. Okay. I was going to say my next question was, like, with traffic impaired like I am, if I were to just literally drive on Grand River, I would run you into would, it. Yep, That definitely. sounds great. That's It'll actually, be on your left. That makes it so much more likely for me to go if that's all I have to do. It's super easy. <laughs> and if you've ever been to the Temple Club, then you've been in Old Town. So, mm-hmm. like myself, that was my first trip to Old Town was I went to the Temple Club. So, yeah. And being a right the, part of the Old Town, uh, Renov- like, organization temple club you guys are hoping for great things there to yeah hopefully we're hoping come back. we're always trying to get somebody <laughs> some great tenant for that and we'll figure out something soon hopefully get somebody else great down there uh, the whole community would really just love to have that venue back everybody would love to have <laughs> it yeah was it just like the the owner of it just kind of backed out right there's nothing like really wrong with it no um, there's nothing wrong it was just you know multiple factors that led to it the decision down. to be closed okay. yeah well then, uh, the other thing besides the uh, the Vernadine, or Vernadine's soul food, never got to the other food that'll be on the Festival of the Sun during Saturday. There's also Great Harvest Bread Company, Good Eats Catering, and L and L. Who uh, you can pick up tickets from all their locations. Uh, Mobile Steakhouse. Uh, yeah. These great organizations also in the Old Town area. Um, well, not all of them. Um, City Eats is doing or um, Good Eats, excuse me, Good Eats Catering, Mm -hmm. is um, just kind of a catering company, but they've been really involved in all our festivals for a couple years now, um, and they they make amazing food. (laughs) They they provided the food for the VIP tent last year, and Rizzi Designs, the company I work for, they were manning the VIP tent, and they had (laughs) a pig roast with the best barbecue sandwiches ever. (laughs) Yeah, and they're doing that again this year. Oh, wow. Uh, so then Good Eats has just basically pig roast is a good example. That's, That's the kind of the food VIP they're going tent, for. And then Caprice salad and just a ton of... Oh, so they're doing a VIP tent once again. Like, that's where that'll yep. be? Mm-hmm. All right. Is that uh, an extra cost beyond the regular admission fee? Actually, our VIP tent is reserved solely for our signature sponsor, oh, okay. which is Spartan Toyota Scion so Lexus got... of Lansing. <laughs> so you got to know somebody. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Go buy a Lexus. Maybe you'll get a free ticket. <laughs> I, I'd know. hope they'd throw it It would in. be worth it, I think. <laughs> Are then also a great harvest bread company. They're doing some of their warm sandwiches. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, any kind that you could want. All right, then uh, the L and L Mobile Steakhouse. They're doing brats and brisket and I believe coleslaw and potato salad. Is are all these going to be like right next to each other? Or are they just be like spread out kind They're of throughout. They're going to be the in um, the four corners of the main tent. Ah. So mm-hmm. they'll be surrounded by beer and wine vendors, and then each corner of the tent will have a food vendor. All right, I, I, maybe I have a weird uh, idea of this in my head because you keep mentioning tents. Is most of this going to be underneath the tent for the most part? Like, is it just a big, giant tent event? Pretty much. All right. <laughs> um, we'll have open space for patio and stuff, but most of it's going to be under a tent. So if it rains, the only problem is getting there. But once you're there, you'll be dry. You are if that all were a problem. set. Rain Not the shine. rains in the forecast. No. Or, Maybe. <laughs> I heard good things about Friday night at least. Uh yeah, so that uh once again the number uh four eight five four two eight three to volunteer. 
uh, otherwise festivalofthesun.com and uh, or Old Town Main Street if you just want to check out other things we'll have going on this summer like Oktoberfest eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've been working on this since January actually. Though. I have. Yep. Wow. Like it's what a long was the first what was the first thing you do? Did you rent the tents? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was one of the first thing you got to do is reserve all the stuff with the city. Ah, okay. So make sure that they know what we want to do and so you really know how the city works hand in hand just to be able to run all these events. Yep. You got to do a lot of let a lot of people know what you're doing to make everything work. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I think I'm going to be taking a short break to get into our next uh, guest. So uh, thank you for being here, thank uh, you. Megan and Shannon. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Uh, once again, I'll say it once again. Why not? For more information, all their uh, prices, check them out at festivalofthesun.com or www.oldtownmainstreet.org uh, for more information there. Uh, all right. Thank you once again. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yep. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. All right, uh, here at Exposure, we just got done talking about the Festival of the Moon, Festival of the Sun. That's this weekend, Saturday, June 23, and Saturday or Friday, June 22. Uh, but right now, though, I am talking to Willis from Hawk Island Park. Uh, it's part from Ingham Park or Ingham County Park Association, right? Ingham Something. County Parks Department. Parks Department. Thank you. And uh, basically, tell me about. Or give me the basis of what Hawk Park, this beautiful park. I've seen great pictures online, like even the new additions as of 2006 with the water pads. All the great family events look like fun, even for someone my age. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's there's things to do for everybody, no matter how young or how old they are. We're really fortunate to have such a great facility within the city limits of Lansing. And it's kind of unique because it's a county park that's within the city limits of Lansing. That's quite unusual because most of our parks are all out county, what we call out county. And we've got them out at Lake Lansing and Birchfield Park out in Holt. So people have had to drive 10 miles or 12 miles to get to one of our parks. And now we've got uh, one right here in the city of Lansing. Mm-hmm, like- so uh, it's, it's, and it's got a lot to offer. We have a public beach that's got uh, certified lifeguards. Mm-hmm. And that's open every day during the summer. We have boat rentals. We also have a food concession. We've got the great splash pad you mentioned. We oh, yeah. got that open up at the end of the summer this, last year. This is going to be the first summer it's open all the summer. The full summer, yep. Yes. And uh, so far, it's been a magnet for kids. <laughs> I and believe kids it. of all ages. Well, the good thing about so. those is like they don't even need a lifeguard, but it's so much fun with all like... Exactly. The idea of a... Uh, well, I guess we should describe what the actual pad is. Well, it, it, some people call it a splash park, but mm-hmm. it's, it, it, a lot of people are confused. They think it's a water park. Mm-hmm. Well, a water park is what East Lansing has out at their aquatics facility. 
Mm-hmm. What this is is a splash pad, and it's a solid concrete pad with drains in it, so there's no standing water. And there's a number of features, everything from flowers that spray water, they've got guns that shoot water, <laughs> uh, buckets that fill up and dump on your head. Uh, there's about 15 or 16 different features, and it's all run by computers. So every time somebody turns the button on, several features pop up, and then it rotates through the features. One will shut off, something else will pop on, so the kids never know what's coming up next. Oh, really? And it'll run for a few <laughs> minutes, and then the kids can hit it again. And so it runs through, and then it's just an incredible, incredible thing. And it's all done with, it's like a swimming pool filter, so it's all treated water. We test it throughout the day, so it's, it's a great, great thing. And, you know, once you're in the park, it's free. It's free to use. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a complimentary it's a with the entry into the park. Of the park. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's it's a it's a wonderful thing we were able to add last year. And the benefit of of uh, DNR grants that mm-hmm. uh, we actually that's how Hawk Island was built in the first place. Yeah, uh, but we back in like first acquired in 1994, just the land for well, it, right? Well, uh, we started looking at the property in '94, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a former gravel pit, and mm-hmm. it had been abandoned for 40 or 50 years. Oh wow! I didn't. And so we uh, we had the opportunity to purchase the property, so we started taking water samples of the lake. <clears throat> excuse me, because it was very important that we had safe water for swimming. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that's very important in this area is but there's not a lot of water activities in the mid-Michigan area. You have to drive quite a ways to get to water. Mm-hmm. And so this provided a great opportunity for water access. And then we finally purchased the property in, in uh, 96. Oh, okay. And then, uh, but it took a couple years to, to governmental red tape, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, but we were able to purchase the property. And then we utilized uh, DNR grant money and uh, money that the county set aside uh, back when they sold the uh, Ingham Regional Hospital several years ago. They had put away some money for us. And we utilized that money to purchase the property, which was the number one purchase in the state of Michigan on the DNR list in 96 when we bought the property. It was that important to the DNR. Well, it's great to see the money going to something that's this useful for the whole community. Exactly. And uh, then we developed a park, and our grand opening was actually five years ago this week. 2002. 2002. Uh, When it first opened, though, it just had the swimming hole like you are talking about. Exactly. We had the swimming beach. We had our boat rentals. We have uh, three picnic shelters that people can utilize, so we do reserve those. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is by far the busiest park in the county system will hit about half a million people this year. <laughs> like throughout the whole summer? Through the for, oh, through the full year, because we're open it. every day except for Christmas oh, yeah. Day. Uh, yeah, because in, even in the winter you have a oh, nice yeah. uh, uh, sledding like sledding hill and yep. a little folks hill. Is the yep. way that yep. one yep. We have one of each size, because there's a lot of little kids that come out to the park, and they're kind of overwhelmed by a big hill, and you got a lot of teenagers out there. <laughs> so we want to provide for everybody. I've got some bad memories from there being a big hill as a There kid. you go. <laughs> we also allow people to ice fish on the lake mm-hmm. in the wintertime. And we also have a mile-and-a-half-long path that circles the lake. Now, that's used seven days a week, every day of the year. <laughs> and we keep it clean all winter long. And like it's, pay, like it's uh, plowed it's paved, and everything? Yep, I plow it and broom it off every single <laughs> Yourself? day. Uh, actually, I do. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the title may say manager on my shirt, but... Uh, Still out there. Uh, I work uh, very hard at it. I'm very proud of what we have there. And, and, and so I spend a lot of time at the park. Uh, my wife doesn't believe I live at my home anymore, but uh, <laughs> the, the park is my life, and, and I love it a lot, and I really enjoy being out there every day and seeing the happy faces. You know, like I said, half a million people, and... You know, it's 
that's what I do to uh, makes me happy to have that many people come to the park and enjoy themselves. Yeah. Have you already seen like a growth this year just because oh, everyone yes. knows it's open? Yep, a uh, combination of, of that, but also the weather's been phenomenal the oh, last yeah. couple of weeks. Especially with how hot it is without exactly. rain, it makes that exactly. so like such a great event yeah, to go our to. Our numbers have been tremendous uh, so far. For We've only had half of June so far. We're already over last year's visitation for June. <laughs> yeah, we're at June 19th right now. 19th, and we're already Jeez. over last year's uh, numbers for the month, so we're doing exceptionally well as far as Well, then as good luck in 2008. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm going to have to buy another car counter because I can't count them fast <laughs> enough. But, you know, it, it's, it just proves that this was something that was really needed in the Lansing area. Mm -hmm. And the county you know, is very budget conscious. They've got enough money to run the facility. They give me enough money to provide enough staff. And that's the key to parks. When you see other parks in the area that are run down, and there's a lot of concerns with area parks that are the grass is tall or, or there's issues around, mm -hmm. we still have the money, we still have the staff, and we're able to keep our parks at the level people have come to expect. That's great to hear. And just something being well-funded, well-maintained, yep. and this is something. Yeah. And we're very fortunate. We have a director who's always believed that we're not the typical government agency. That we're not out there. It doesn't take three guys to sit in a truck at Quality Dairy. You know, <laughs> we've got those three guys in the park keeping it clean, keeping the grass mowed. And, uh, you know, our motto's clean and green. Mm -hmm. And whatever it takes to keep it clean and green. And our customers have a smile on their face. That's the key to a park, just to it keep is. it good. It is. Like, no standing water was the main thing, like all the safety requirements. Sure, sure. Um, I was going to say, like, you've mentioned a lot of the good things about it. Like, uh, I mean, you mentioned the there's a bunch of spots to fish off of. Yep. There's, a, you know, the swimming beach. But also, oddly enough, I found this suite, even though it's not anything too grand, but the fact you have horseshoe pads just waiting out there. Yes. Like, that's it, a great game. That was available. a great opportunity. About four years ago, I had a young man who needed to do an Eagle Scout project. Yeah. And I have a list, of course, of projects I always want to do. So I showed him a bunch of things. Coincidentally, the same day, I had a gentleman from one of the local unions right down the street stop by and said, hey, you need horseshoe pits. <laughs> I said, let me put you two guys together. <laughs> so he helped put some guys together to help this kid out, and we put in legal, and I mean legal, horseshoe pits. They are exactly the right distance apart. The pins are at the exact percent angle that they have to be at. These are real. I have nice. people that come from all over the state to play horseshoes, competitive horseshoes. It's not just like a blob of sand on the not ground and all. a pole these, stuck in and, it. And so these are the real thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we have horseshoes. We have volleyball courts. Um, again, I mentioned the, the mile-and-a-half path, and that's one of the big draws to Hawk Island. I have people that follow us in when we open the gates at 6 in the morning, just and they, they do their runs in the morning before they go to work. It always interests me how people are drawn to parks, just to run oh, the nice paths. It's, it's amazing, and, and, and trails are really important right now. Obviously, the big push of keeping people fit, and Michigan being known for one of the fattest states in the country. Oh. You know, It's a huge push <laughs> in our state, and there's a lot of uh, federal money and state money out there right now to provide trails, and you had somebody here a couple of weeks ago talking about the heart of Michigan trail system, and that ties in the river trail system that exists in the city of Lansing right now, and it dead ends out here at MSU. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got three different things going on. We've got one section going from Potter Park down to Hawk Island that's going to be wrapped up within the next 18 months. So you'll be able to get anywhere from the river trail all the way down to Hawk Island oh, wow. uh, on accessible trails. And then we're also in the process of moving all the way out to Lake Lansing 
from wow. here at MSU. That's amazing if you can actually find the path. And, and it's it's that. all laid out, and we've got all the easements in place. And it's just a matter of getting, but we've got East, uh, cooperation from East Lansing, MSU, Meridian Township. Everybody's got a piece of this pie, and everybody's <laughs> doing their part. It's amazing, but it's going to come together. It won't be but a couple of years, and, and you'll be able to get from the Turner Dodge Mansion on the north side of Lansing, northwest side, which we were just talking about, Old Town, mm-hmm. all the way to Lake Lansing. Oh, wow. That's so, just, if anyone's willing to go that far, and, <laughs> which oh, they, so I'm sure they will. We have, we have running groups, and we have 12 to 15 5K runs in Hawk Island they just every circle year. around it. <laughs> they, they do two loops around the trail, but now that we have part of Scott Woods, which is a city park adjacent to Hawk, um, they run up through there and back around. We just had a triathlon at Hawk Island two weeks ago. We had people come from five different states oh, wow. to participate in this triathlon. It's just, it can draw people in because it's it that can, nice. Yeah, and uh, then we've also got the, the Playmakers group, uh, Playmakers out in uh, Okemos. You know, they're obviously the biggest running uh, group in the area. They're, uh, they're working on a marathon to bring to Lansing. And they continue using that And facility? they use Hawk Island every Saturday morning year-round. Huh. So they've got a couple hundred people every Saturday morning that runs. Just like just to give people an idea, I'm looking at a great map of this. Like it's a giant path that just circles a large lake, mm-hmm. basically in essence. Uh, it's called Hawk Island. I'm noticing that, you know there's a little Hawk Island in the middle, which it kind of points to. Do yep. people actually access that, or is that just kind well, of actually novelty? we don't allow people to access the island. All right. Um, Long term <laughs> plans is to do some development out there, but really? uh, even though we had all this money when we built the park, obviously you can't build everything oh, yeah. that you want. Um, it's more obviously just... we want to do stuff, but there's a couple of reasons we want to keep keep people off there. Obviously, people generate a lot of trash and they destroy mm-hmm. what turf or plant life. Yeah. And with, you like, have. with what just with what a small uh, area it that is. Must it's be. a very small. It's you know only an acre, acre and a half in size. And so our intention is someday to do something out there with some boardwalks and make it accessible. And that's the other thing about Hawk Island. Everything's accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, when we built the park, obviously there's a lot of ADA things you have to take into account that there's regulations for. But that was a huge push for us that uh, we want everybody to come to Hawk Island and we want everybody to have equal access. And so our paths, we have fishing docks that are accessible. Our boardwalk, we have like 1,500 feet of boardwalk that's on the lake so everybody can get down there and fish. We've got rowboats, we've got pedal boats, mm-hmm. we've got. Uh, I have wheelchairs. I went out and bought a bunch of wheelchairs. Really? Just so if somebody gets to the park and they have a hard time getting around, you can have it for free. Hmm. Just ask one of my staff. We'll get you in that wheelchair, and you can get around my whole park. This is park a and great, enjoy friendly park. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we do. And, and, and that's, this is a great opportunity for even though 500,000 people already know about this. There's a lot of people <laughs> in Lansing that, that say, Hawk what? And they yeah. confuse us with Hawk Hollow Golf Course. Oh yeah, I wish I had Hawk Hollow Golf Course, but <laughs> I'm pretty happy with Hawk Island. <laughs> Be doing other kinds of ground maintenance exactly, out on that place. Exactly. Um, so. Then uh, basically, you're talking about accessibility. Yeah, when I'm looking at this map, there's not even that much area that's just paths. Like there's always fishing dock, picnic area after fishing yep, dock after picnic we've area. We've got lots of turf too. We've got a big turf area that's a, a part of our beach area, so there's lots of room for people just to lay out and get some good sun. Um, we have shade kites because it's an old gravel pit. So we, one thing we don't have is a lot of trees. And that's <laughs> the downside to a gravel pit. But we do have some open picnic areas in addition to our picnic shelters that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do allow people to reserve those shelters up to a year in advance. Oh, wow. And so I'm already booked up for most of the next summer. Is that something that's just uh, part of the park in itself or is that, does that come with a fee? There is a fee involved mm-hmm. with rent, to, to rent one of the shelters. Mm-hmm. And you can contact our park office um, at 676 two two three three um 
8 to 5, Monday through Friday, the girls in the office. It's all super easy system to reserve a shelter. There's a cost involved, but uh, you can uh, reserve a year in advance. The weekends are booked up for all three shelters for the entire summer. We're that popular. A lot of weekdays are still open, but uh, school groups, I get... Almost all of the Lansing schools utilize Hawk Island now for their end-of-the-school-year picnics. Mm-hmm. Um, all the junior highs, elementary schools, they all come out. They come from Stockbridge. They come from all over the county now to utilize Hawk Island. Um, a lot of homeschoolers love coming there, a lot of preschools, Girl Scout day camps. Um, you know, there's everything, family reunions, business picnics uh we've had this week alone today's only tuesday and i had three different businesses use my shelters for a staff meeting oh, and wow. i've been joking <laughs> with them and I, I always contact my shoulders and have a talk to make sure they know where everything is in the park and i said now how productive can you be at a staff meeting <laughs> yeah on a beautiful park? day and watching everyone on the park with, they said you know this was the greatest meeting we've ever had we were so relaxed we were able to accomplish a lot today that's great you know everybody's in shorts and relaxing and having a great time and that's okay you come out to the park it's it's fun it's safe it's you know it's it's just a beautiful place to be and, and speaking of safe we have our own police division oh wow that is very uncommon in parks to have your own police division we have a sergeant that we uh that we uh, hire from the sheriff's department and then he hires a number of seasonal officers just like i would hire lifeguards or rangers or rental staff he hires officers and these all these guys have all been through uh, Malazzi certification, they're all real p- police officers. And with that much traffic to the park, it'd be oh, somewhat it's a necessity. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, granted, we don't have big problems, mm-hmm. but it's because... Still, they're bound to there. arise. Oh, yeah. So. You're going to have people, you know, on a hot Sunday afternoon, 90 degrees, people have been <laughs> out there all day, tempers are going to flare. <laughs> but because my cops are out there, they're not in cars driving around looking to write tickets. What they're doing is they're riding around on bikes. And it's it's a it's a, just a PR they're, thing. They're there for what they should be there. Exactly, for, you know. Sure they stop. Hi, how are you? They help people carry stuff up to the shelters. You know, their picnic baskets. It's it's just it's all public service and. Everybody's got a smile. All right, I'm going to get you to some main topics. We got to hit all on right. before we run out yes, of time. Sir. So activities this summer. There's events. That well, are we, be going on? we are a facility provider. We're not a recreation department. Mm-hmm. We allow the other townships and cities uh, to do stuff. Other people are setting like them that. up. They do that in our parks. Gotcha. So actually, we don't sponsor events oh, okay. like that, but they do it in our parks. Oh, all right. So that's so the difference. Some... That's why when I say we have five or you know, a dozen races, it's all different groups that are bringing them into the park. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, right now, though, the gates are opening at 6 a.m. every morning. We open at 6 a.m. during the summer, so fishermen can get out there and get out <laughs> in the lake, catch that lunker. Great fishing. Come to think away. of it, I work a 6 a.m. shift here, like DJing, and people have called me from Hawk Lake. Now that I think about it, I forgot that they even said that until you yep. mentioned it right now. Like, hey, I'm sitting out on Hawk Lake. I want have this song go to my buddies and there tell them go. to come out and join me at yep. Hawk Lake. I'm like, yep. wow. Yep. Or Hawk Boats, Island, I should Boat say. Boat Reynolds available first thing in the morning, 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So they want to get a rowboat and get out there and catch that fish. They want to <laughs> get out there, get that run in before they have to to go to work. The two things we don't allow at Hawk Island, I want to make sure everybody knows this, we do not allow alcohol, mm-hmm. and we do not allow dogs. I was going to say, I remember, I remember seeing the dogs in big print. Funny, yeah, the, funny that one so much. We do not allow dogs, and it, basically, when you got a public beach, you don't want dogs. You just, it's and easier also, to keep it nice exactly. that way, too. And when you've got a large crowd, like we have, not everybody has a cute little fluffy poodle. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might have somebody with a big dog that hadn't had breakfast yet. <laughs> when you got a lot of little kids out there, you know, safety's our number one concern. Yeah. And so we don't allow dogs. They bring a lot more hassle than what it is. It is. It's not worth it. And we're also working with the city of Lansing and the uh, Friends of the Dog Park. There is going to be a leash-free dog park attached to the backside of Hawk Island. 
mm-hmm. and that's going to be open sometime in July. And there will be access through Hawk Island. So things just keep, keep continue to oh, keep opening growing. there. It's growing. And, you know, I hate to put a plug in for the rest of the county, but we're also taking over the city zoo July 1st. <laughs> uh, due to uh, the millage that was passed last November, the county's taking over the city zoo, mm-hmm. which is just around the corner from Hawk Island. Nice. And so our... Uh, and you'll be seeing me over there too. I'm going to be in charge of all the maintenance as well over oh, there. Wow. So. Are you already starting on that? Are you looking We're forward already to it? six months into transitions, Ooh. taking us six months to just do transitions. So you must be a some, busy guy, like you were saying. Like I said, my wife uh, <laughs> kind of forgets my name sometimes. Yeah, I almost didn't want to reiterate that yeah. unless you wanted to. Um, okay, but this is in South Lansing, so between yep, South Pennsylvania. Lansing, we're on Cavanaugh Road ah, Kavanaugh, between okay. Pennsylvania and Aurelius. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're five minutes from downtown. Uh, easy access. We're not too far off the highway. There's some construction on Kavanaugh right now between the highway and, and Aurelius, but uh. <laughs> we've got great signage uh, coming off the highways and, and on all the city streets to get you They'll to the They'll direct park. you where to go nicely. Yep. That's and, good. And there's signs in the park to get you to the shelters or to get you to the beach or to the splash pad. Um, so it's it's easy to get around when you get there and if not, just look for one of my staff. They've all got a smile on their face and they're there to make sure you have a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I should wrap this up real quick because we still got to talk to our great ladies from the dairy store. So thanks for being with me, Willis. Well, thanks for having me yeah. on. I love talking I know, I could. I I'm pretty sure I could have made you talk for another 20 minutes oh, easy. Yeah. I could have taken the whole hour up tonight. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a short show. break. Uh, all right, thank you. We'll be right back. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, the Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to exposure. Yes, we are back to exposure. Uh, now I'm here with Alicia and Liz, and they're from the MSU Dairy Store, here to talk with, about, with us about their experiences and their ice cream, is what most people would relate to. Uh, first of all, I always like to talk about my ignorance and starting off great <laughs> segments like this. Uh, like the dairy store, it took me like a year and a half at MSU to even realize that it was an ice cream shop. I didn't even know. Yeah, a lot of people have that <laughs> same problem. We get people that come in and been like, I've worked here for eight years. I never even knew that this was here. So um, the dairy store is an ice cream store. We make ice cream and cheese and dairy products. The milk itself does not come from MSU cows because MSU does not have pasteurization facilities. Mm-hmm. So MSU sells their milk to the Michigan Milk Producers Association. They pasteurize it. We buy milk from them. So in the long run, some of it is <laughs> potentially from MSU cows. You just have a nice rotation going. Yeah, it just goes around. We use a lot of Michigan products. So we buy Michigan milk, Michigan cherries for our ice cream, Michigan maple syrup for that. So uh, Great, great. It's pretty much... Supporting the Michigan economy. Yeah, Always we good try our best. Um, then uh, you two are managers. Yes. And we have just, they've recently opened one in un- the union as well. So like the main one's been in Anthony Hall for... Um, I believe it's been years? in Anthony Hall for like 
12 to 15 years. And before that, it existed before somewhere that, else? Before that, it's existed. Um, production and sale of ice or uh, dairy products in general has been going on campus for at least 80 years now. Oh, I'm not sure exactly Well, I guess how we are, long, you know, we're focused yeah. on the That whole teaching agricultural of, college yes. thing. <laughs> I had a 90-year-old man in the store a couple weeks ago who said that when he went to college here, he loved our ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and he said we only had like two flavors, three flavors at the time, but he was really thrilled to did be he, back. Did he actually so, say it still tastes the same or anything crazy like that? He was like just that? very excited to be back. So it goes, it's been here for wow. a very long time. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, so on that note, though, it's uh, basically it helps with like the food science and human nutrition in the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources. Uh, like you guys work highly with those departments of the school, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of the food science um, people do research within our plant to do kind of different research for different um, projects that they're doing for graduate projects and Ph.D. projects. And then also the academic head of the dairy store, not the business head, because it is a business, but mm-hmm. the academic head of it, faculty leader, is a faculty at MSU. He teaches classes, all that kind of stuff. So we're and, very much in with the university. All right. That's a man that works at the fac- like the factory itself, though? Yeah, he comes in and out, um, but he mainly just makes the decisions about the ice cream and the you know, but it's not weird to see like him around that. the store. You oh, guys no, know he's in there all the time. Well, yeah. The um, plant where the ice cream is made is actually adjacent to the store in Anthony Hall, so oh. it's literally made in oh, Anthony okay. Hall. Okay, so that's yeah. what that big. I don't know. Now I think about it. I probably know exactly what you it is. Actually, I just never um, thought about you it. You can go in there anytime, and there's like an observation deck to look over the plant, <laughs> and you can watch a video to see how really? it's made. Um, it's mostly it's all students in there working, so it's a lot of food science kids, a lot of different majors who come in and actually get to literally make the ice cream <laughs> for their obs- job. An observing so. deck. You can buy some ice cream and then go like be all gluttonous. And watch yeah, them you make really it. Can. <laughs> the too. They make the cheese in there, so you can stand there and watch them making the cheese. And... <laughs> you keep getting the cheese, which I was ready to going to segue to. With like, it's in every facet of my diet. So it's like, what? <laughs> tell me about all these cheese products. That's... We have fabulous cheese at the dairy store. <laughs> I eat a lot of it, so I would know. Um, we our most famous type of cheese is our chocolate cheese, which was invented by an MSU graduate student in ah, 1956. And this is something that actually caught on. Yes, people <laughs> love it or they hate it, but we have a lot of people. People that love it. Um, it is very, very popular, and we have just you know your regular cheddar, sharp cheddar, Colby Jack, and then we have some more specialty cheeses. We have Degano, smoked cheddar, jalapeno, stuff like that. And we are always working on making new cheeses. And around Christmas, you can actually get gift boxes of cheese sent mm-hmm. to family members or like alumni, anybody you know who's pretty into MSU. Because um, believe it or not, <laughs> they would recognize people get the dairy store tag. I, you know, I can't even go to my dad's house anymore without a box of cheese. He gets really <laughs> upset with me. I'm starting to wonder, you know, I have to come home with cheese every time now. <laughs> you don't still make, you don't make specialty cheeses like you do ice creams, do you? Just for events? Oh, no, not okay. usually. I going to say, that'd be interesting. Yeah, no, not really. Because <laughs> um, about, special, speaking of specialty cheeses, though, you have one out right now you were talking about right before uh didn't weren't you mentioning oh the new ice the, cream yes new ice cream sorry oh. yeah we actually have an ice cream right now we have a our ice cream flavors tie in a lot with happenings at msu so right now our newest flavor is the frozen four slap shot and it's in celebration of the hockey victory oh, yeah. obviously <laughs> everybody's very excited about that and it's mint with fudge ripple and junior mint candies but we also have a final four fudge dribble which came we invented when we got to the final four a couple years ago mm-hmm. we have an impact flavor peanut butter impact i didn't even know that <laughs> see there Amazing. you go the things you never <laughs> knew and our sesquicentennial swirl is our most popular flavor and that was invented for msu sesquicentennial and we sell 
a lot of that. So, so <laughs> yeah. I'll it's just funny let to hear people try and, try and order it, you know? <laughs> they always just say the swirl. <laughs> Wait, so when these uh, are created for an event, do they stick around forever? Or just depends, depends on how, how popular they are. Oh, we just okay. made one for the Odyssey of the Mind kids that were on yes, campus. Yes, I, I remember Those that. I remember hearing about 14, that. 14,000 children. There was a lot of them. Um, and that was just like vanilla ice cream with Pop Rocks. So when that, it's, it's called Spontaneous <laughs> Combustion. They loved it. I bet. Yeah. The pop so, Rocks are just fun in general. So things like that, though, that aren't really related to MSU, when they're done, they're usually done. But when we have ones like the sesquicentennial, the final four was years and years ago, and people will not let us get rid of that flavor. Mm. They love it so much. So. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if they were, did stick around. Some of them you were mentioning yeah. from years ago, so, or the sesquicentennial <laughs> one that we want to order. I'd be scared to. Um, like, I noticed that also on the website it said new flavors like Hoosier Strawberry. We did a Big Ten flavor challenge at the beginning of the football year, mm-hmm. and we made flavors for every school in the ah, Big Ten okay. that we played. So, there's so that was just an, a, a random thing, too, because I remember seeing all those different flavors when right. I was in there. There's um, Hoosier Strawberry, Buckeye Blitz, just a bunch of Illini Orange Cream, Nittany Whiteout, just a bunch of different flavors. We invented one for every school mm-hmm. that we played. Iowa didn't get one because we didn't play them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <darn>. Maybe next <laughs> year. <laughs> random people visiting from Iowa, I'm sure, yeah. were hurt. Yeah, sure, <laughs> they were devastated. But um, it's fun, you know, people come in and they want to see their school, people from out of town, and, you know, people actually get competitive about it, which is kind of <laughs> hilarious, arguing over which, you know, flavor they want to try, so... Mm-hmm. So the new there's the new location in the union. Which which business did that move into that used to be somewhere there? Or did it create its own spot? Uh, no, it used to be. There used to be a video to go there. Previous uh, to that, okay. there was, I believe, Spartan Travel. It's back by where the credit union is. It's kind of off oh, okay. on the side. It's not in the actual food court. I know, okay, I know what you're talking yeah. about, though. Um, then you said that was a very nice facility and everyone just works at both of them on yeah, campus. Yeah, um, our staff bounces between both stores just to keep everything consistent. So if you have a favorite staff member, you're going to see them at both of those <laughs> <laughs> it's a great location though it's really open ton of windows you know there's a patio outside the union with like tables to sit on there's beaumont tower right across so it's a good location to just go and get your ice cream and go outside and eat mm-hmm. it's fun if you have a family kind of hanging out on grand river stop in there get some good ice cream uh, i usually actually see a lot of families there which there's, is odd because yeah. i never see them around campus but oh, they yeah. will show up right there They're- all over. So the MSU Union 1 is open Monday through Friday, noon to 8 p.m., correct? Correct. And right. Saturday and Sunday oh. from 12 to 6. Yes. And then the Anthony Hall 1 is a little bit better hours. Yes. Monday through Friday from 9 to 8 and Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 8. Oh, yes. 12, or, yeah, noon to 8. Yeah, exactly. And if you can't get enough uh, of uh, this ice cream, order forms and other information is online at dairystore.msu.edu. Yes. And uh, I actually... Uh, thanks for talking about the ice cream girls. If you'd like to keep sitting here, though, because we are going to take a call from... Uh, Ooh, we got we got to talk about a chili cook-off. We're switching gears <laughs> to more food. This is a great topic. So we got Mark Nixon from the Lansing Board of Water and Light on the line. Uh, so I'm going to be... Mark, are you there with us? I certainly am, Chad. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. All right, sorry to keep you waiting, uh, but uh, tell me about this chili cook-off by the Lan- by, sponsored by the Lansing Board of Water and Light. Right, well, it's our 12th year of doing uh, lots of chili. In fact, about 1,600 gallons of chili... And we're doing this on the riverfront this Friday from 5 to 9 p.m. All right. So did you say 1,600 gallons? Yeah, we, we <laughs> estimate about 1,600 gallons by the time you uh, take uh, 35, uh, 40 different restaurants who participate in the cook-off. A lot of chili, but uh, a lot of fun, and we usually run out of chili by the end of the event. Oh, wow. Uh, how many different or, uh, organizations and teams are going contributing to this, did you say? 
that's right. We, we have a number of restaurants, but also some organizations like a couple of credit unions have uh, entered, entered, entered in the contest. Uh, also, uh, the local firefighters union from Lansing, uh. to name a few, and a lot of <laughs> restaurants from the entire area. I'm pretty sure their chili would just name itself there. <laughs> um, but I noticed that there was a lot of like I was saying that spaces were limited on the website. Do you actually have to turn people down? There's a lot of people wanting to be in this event. Are you talking about participants? Yeah, are yeah, people that were actually like trying to compete for the chili cook-off? Yes. Uh, no, we we limited to forty, and uh, we're almost at forty right now. It, occasionally, people at the last minute have to drop out. These are usually uh, restaurants, and on a Friday, that's sometimes their busiest day, and. Uh, but usually uh, we can count on between 35 and 40, and we're at 35 right now. Uh, I, I, Chad, I should also mention, I, I like to uh, promote this as uh, Chili for Charities because uh, all proceeds do go to some local nonprofits. I guess like, uh, the Impressions 5 Science Center and the Hope Connections, I believe, is two things that are mentioned? That's correct. The Impression 5 Science Center uh, gets a share of the proceeds, and Impression 5 actually helps administer our Board of Water and Lights Adopt a River program, which uh, does a great job of cleaning up the riverfront uh, a couple times a year. And then the Hope Scholarships Connections program is, is a great program, which will be sending hundreds of kids to uh, Lansing Community College uh, each year uh, for tuition-free uh, tuition for two years. So it's a pretty neat program. Oh, wow. I was wondering what Hope Connections was, but there we go. Uh, Impressions 5, though, is also a great museum. That's just happy to hear that money's still going towards that because I enjoyed that one as a little kid, and I've recently been back. Uh, even in my old age, it's still a great place to go. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a great, great treasure for the whole mid-Michigan area, and we're just so pleased to uh, to be uh, partners with Impression 5. All right. So uh, where in uh, this is going to be in Lansing, correct? That is correct. If uh, your listeners are familiar with the River Trail in downtown Lansing, the chili cook-off uh, is from the Lansing Center, which is right on Michigan Avenue, uh, headed north for a quarter of a mile toward the what's called the city market. It's also near the Shiawassee Bridge. So for a quarter of a mile, basically from Michigan Avenue, almost the Shiawassee Street Bridge, uh, we have you know wall-to-wall chili practically, uh, along with uh, some nice beverages and a couple of live bands. Oh yes, uh, what band do you know? What bands you are have presenting there? Yes, that's uh, Zyda Crunch which is a very popular local band, the Zydeco uh, twist to it. And uh, a new group that we have uh, just got this year, they're called Global Village. Uh, I haven't heard them, but I understand they're very popular and have a great local following. Uh, it's interesting to hear, because earlier today we were talking about just the uh, Festival of the Moon, which is going to be competing with you that Friday somewhat, but not really. But uh, they have some bands there that day, because people can check out the Chili Cookout, and they can check that out. But uh, I heard there was almost you guys almost decided to work together, but that didn't really work out. I don't know how much you know about that. So yeah, I do know a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> we tried we tried to get a river taxi uh, to, uh, to run between the two, and I, you know we're going to try again next year. I think I think we're going to do it. Uh, it just the the plans fell through. Uh, we love Old Town. Uh, Lord of Water and Light is a huge supporter of Old Town, and uh, I just think that so much of, of those events that they host up there. So. Yeah, I, I, I think it is a, a, it's just a wonderful thing when you have two events on a nice summer evening in downtown Lansing or in Old Town. As a matter of fact, the Lugnuts are playing that night, so we're going <laughs> to have a lot of people down there. Oh, wow. This actually sounds like a great Friday night already. Uh, they're saying that there's already going to be like 8,000 fellow, like it's not unlikely there's going to be 8,000 chili heads there is the way they described it on your site, I believe. Absolutely. And uh, I should also mention this. For the first time, 
we are trying a free shuttle express to the site. Uh, it's called the Chili Express. It's going to run from 4.30 to 9.30 p.m. You can pick up the free shuttle at the Lansing Community, excuse me, the Lansing Catholic High School parking lot, which is at Marshall and Saginaw Streets. And uh, you can park for free, ride for free, and uh, return. And it might save uh, people the hassle of looking for uh, parking in a kind of a crowded uh, downtown on Friday. Yeah, uh, in case people want to time it right, I believe it's every uh, half an hour, though, is when it's going to be taking off from there. Actually, I believe it'll run uh, more quickly than that. We're, uh. we're expecting it's only about a five- to seven-minute ride from oh. uh, the parking lot to downtown. And there will be two buses, so I think there will be something almost continuously uh, running back and forth between the, the shuttle lot and the Lansing Center. Well, that sounds great. Um, so getting into this, though, you have 34 or 35 or so uh, local organizations, restaurants, which you can test out other chilies. I hear there's also a mechanical bowl, and like you mentioned, the two bands – Sounds like a great day. Uh, the Mechanical Bull, is that a new event, or has that been something that's been around with this for a while? We, we've had the Mechanical Bull now for several years. I have to tell you, it's not the kind of thing I would want to get on, <laughs> but it is extremely popular. And, uh, and again, uh, the proceeds go to charity. So, you know, all of that is just, uh, it, it's just a lot of fun. If you have a night, and we're hoping it's going to be a, light, a night like this evening, it's, uh, you know, not really hot, but uh, clear skies. And it's just a great uh, way to usher in the summertime, so we're just so pleased to be part of it. And I have to tell you, we've got a lot of great community partners that help us out, uh, including Dean Transportation, which is going to be providing the buses, and, uh, you know, the Lansing uh, City Hall, Parks and Recreation Department help us out. The Dart Foundation has donated tens of thousands of cups to help us uh, serve up all that chili. So we just have some great uh. partners. Yeah, I heard all the, like, basically the cups, the spoons, everything provided by you guys to get people to come out and really uh, help this charity event. But speaking of your proceeds, since you started this, every year, uh, besides the rain years, you've just grown massively with how much you have contributed to these charities, correct? Sure enough. In fact, last year, I believe we raised uh, over $34,000 in four hours, which we... Ooh. Pretty sure it was a record, uh, and uh, you know that's yeah, it's a pretty good chunk of change uh, for four hours. Uh, yeah. Believe me, we got uh, we, we got a lot of people uh, with uh, some armed security close by, uh, shuttling between uh, the site and uh, local banks. So, but uh, yeah, it's great, and you know it, it really is just so much fun. We have over a hundred volunteers taking part in the event. Uh, a great deal of them from the Board of Water and Light. Uh, you know, okay, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to put him on my PR hat here just a second. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you know, you know, this, this, uh, utility, which I began working for a year, uh, uh, from today, a year ago today, uh, I've learned that it is such a community spirited group of people, and they, they are calling us saying, well, how can I help? How can I volunteer? And this is just, this just makes us feel so good because it, it makes the event so much more special to everybody because it really is a homegrown kind of event. Ah, yeah, that sounds great. But uh, now I'm starting to worry about myself. If I were to attend this, I am scared of the spice. Is there uh, is there many different ranges of competition besides just going for who can make the spiciest meat to ball, so to say? Yeah, actually, uh, most of the chilies uh, that are judged are not judged on how how much it's going to rip your tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be scared of these uh, alarms. They're really after flavor and creativity. Uh, there is a division that is strictly for hot 
uh, chilies, and those are being judged by people who uh, nominate our customers who nominated themselves, <laughs> uh, who want to be get you know get that rip roaring kind of uh, heat. Uh, we picked three people to judge those, but most of this is based on uh, quality and creativity. There will be some meatless chilies. Uh, by the way, I should also say we give out awards to. Uh, the, the most creative booth because they all get to decorate their booths in what, whatever way they want, and uh. also the most creative names of chilies. Uh, do people, is it uncommon for people to have many chilies at the same booth, or do they just stick with one per booth? Uh, I'm sorry, did I did I hear you? You ask if the participants <laughs> made more than one chili. Yeah, just wondering if they uh, everyone sticks with just breaking down into one great chili for their booth, or it's not uncommon for them to make more than one kind. Yeah, a couple of them have in the past done more than one chili, but usually it's just one. And you know, we say you know we're going to judge just one of your chilies. Uh, okay. We're judge all three of them. Uh, they also do. Uh, some of them decide to kind of enter a little side contest on best salsa. So there's a, a couple of spicy alternatives. Hey, one more thing, Chad, I should mention for the first time this year, this year's event. We're going to be doing a silent auction of our chili posters. I don't know if you're familiar with these or not, but a great artist in Lansing called Chris Van Wake has been doing these posters forever and ever. They've become local collector's items. I've seen them on eBay. And, you know, we thought, hey, maybe we could raise a little bit more money if, uh, yeah, for charity again, <laughs> if we uh, put a silent auction. And, and Chris, uh, he signed a couple of these. So we have last year's poster as well as this year's poster and they're going to be uh, up for silent auction at our BWL information booth. All right. Uh, so the information is this going to be a fairly spread out event, or is this going to be pretty obvious where everything is? Oh yeah. By the way, at each uh, uh, each entrance, there will be uh, people to hand out ballots as well as maps. So you can actually take a look at the map and say, "Ah, number thirty-six is such and such a restaurant." And they will they can head right to that. But the map and the signage all throughout it should be uh, very helpful in getting people around the event. But as I said, it's, a, it's about a quarter mile of uh, of Chile, which is pretty long. <laughs> it started out all under the awning of the Lansing Center in 1996, and it's just grown and grown every year. Uh, yeah, your 1,600 gallons of chili is still sticking in my head. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Um, so this is Friday, June twenty second, five to nine p.m. Want to make sure that's clear. That's this coming Friday. Uh, that's correct. Yes, and uh, if anyone wants more information, uh, wants to re figure out something we've said, www.bwlchilicookoff.com is your uh, web address. Does that sound correct? That is uh, that is our website for the chili cookoff. All right. Um, well, then, thank you very much, uh, Mark Nixon. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that's it. Just All right. Everybody will come on down, and uh, we're doing our little sunshine dance. All right. So not for the week, or for the weak tongued and the strong tongued alike. I'm I'm happy about that. All right. Well, then, uh, thank you, Mark, for joining uh, for joining us. I'll, uh, I'll uh, hopefully I'll hear from you again next year, possibly. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> Take it easy. Bye. All right. Well, then today. It's been a great exposure. We uh, started off the hour with uh, Shannon and Megan from the Lansing, Lansing Old Town Organization talking about the Sun and the Moon Festivals. Uh, the Festival of the Sun is this coming Saturday, June 23, and the Festival of the Moon is the night before, uh, Friday, June 22nd. That's 6 to 11 p.m. on Friday and 2 to 10 p.m. all day Saturday for a great music, great food, uh, great beer and wine tasting. And then... Uh, Along with that, in the same Lansing City, <laughs> that's when the, the chili cook-off will be that Friday night as well, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. You can check that out beforehand. You can go to both events, great times downtown. Uh, and for everything, that's uh, 
June 22nd as well, down by the Grand River, by the Lansing Center. And then also uh, talked with Alicia and Liz from the MSU Dairy Store about great ice cream. The new opening in the Union is a great thing to know about. And uh, then uh, Hawk Island just sounded incredible uh, with all the great picnic area, volleyball courts, the new splash pad that they opened up last summer. Great times to check out there. So uh, for any more information, uh, you can listen to this on a podcast online at impact89fm.com, uh, .org, I should say. But uh, thanks for tuning in. This has been Exposure, and uh, have a good week, everybody.